commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! Core World News. You may fire when ready. From Moncada to Manister and Rex Gondek, and you're listening to Core World News. Your Star Wars newscast for all the latest stories from around the galaxy. This week, we will be rounding up the news from San Diego Comic-Con. Up first, Charles Sewell is set to write a four-part miniseries for the much-awaited backstory of Kylo Ren. Now, for Ben and Adam to discuss. Thanks, Drex, and uh, we here wish you a speedy recovery from that cold you're, you're dealing with right now. I know, poor guy. So easily. A little bit, but he's, uh, he's, he's hanging in there. He's, he's, he's moving strong. Um, also, uh, yeah, a, incidentally, a well wish to Grant, who can't make it uh, this week, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But a happy anniversary to him and Todd. Oh, very nice. And those two things are completely unconnected. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about this. The rise of Kylo Ren uh, announced uh, July 19th, uh, kind of right up, butting up against Comic-Con. Uh, and Charles Sewell uh, posted on his own Instagram and Twitter account, uh, which he said, you know, the one story is everyone's dying to see about Kylo and Knights of Ren. This is, or that's this. And he says, wow. you're not ready. Hell, I barely am. Wow. So, yeah. Uh, and he, tr- he talks about as being the story that basically is a journey from Ben to Ren. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like it really it rhymes. Yeah, it rhymes. Rhyming's good. But this really is the story we've been waiting for, right? I mean, this is what I've been wanting to know is how he fell. We didn't get much of that. I know. We had talked a lot about, like, hope. How this could be like Return of the King, where we could actually get a flashback in a Star Wars story. Um, but I, I mean, that's not going to happen because myths happen in real time, right? Um, yep. So, yeah, I guess not. I guess this is how they're going to do it, which is like great for us. Hey, we're going to get this awesome story. I'm dying to see it. Um, but I, I felt like it would be pretty cool to see on the big screen, too. Um, but we shall see, I suppose. Yeah, we will. Who knows? Um, we may still get a couple of quick flashbacks like we got from The Last Jedi, but it looks like they're going to leave this up to that that comic. Uh, and I think the, the first one drops, um, it drops, I actually don't have it on here, but it drops before episode nine. Um, so we're going to get a little prequel kind of going on. So we'll get a bit of, bit of a feel of what they're going to be doing uh, oh. in episode nine. I just, I thought they were all going to drop before nine, no? Uh, they might. It was unclear. I was uh, the reason I was unclear is I was looking at Wikipedia's list of future um, comics that I looked at earlier, and this is missing from it. So I started sure. the sentence assuming I would have the information by the end of the sentence, and did not. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> um, but it is definitely it is coming out in December. It said so. I don't know. That to me would suggest that it's going to kind of overlap, um, unless it's coming out weekly. But I don't know. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I'm glad we're going to get it. Um, you know, we, we need this story. I wonder how much Snoke we're going to get in it, because we need that story, too. Um, I mean, you have to assume he's going to play a major role in turning him, um, because I guess, you know, Luke said that, right? He was like, well, Snoke got him, etc. Yeah, Snoke. I would think so. Yeah, it's it's kind of a bummer that Grant's not here today because I feel like he would be talking all about what he was uh, hoping to see in The Last Jedi he might get a chance to see in this comic. Yeah, if we were just to speculate on what Grant might say, <laughs> it would be something along the lines of how he just wanted like one scene in um The Force Awakens with like a, you know, Snoke with his hand on um 
homeboy's shoulder. That yeah. would have to have been a well, and we did get a flashback, right? We did get a flashback in the um, Last Jedi. Yeah, which was them, you know, that sort of them recounting their story. It was like the Rashomon flashback, like with two different, uh, two different realities or points of view on the same reality. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been saying it since the last Jedi came out. I feel like they've been priming us for a longer flashback, right? We get the, we get the force back in episode seven. We get straight up flashbacks in episode eight. It'd be weird not to have kind of more in episode nine. What was the force back in episode seven? Uh, when Ray touches the lightsaber. Oh, right. The force back. Yeah. Yeah. Journey. Yeah. And um, we do get to see her being dropped off at Jakku. Right. And I, I feel like because they've needed those things to tell the story, but you're right. They have, they've been bending the star Wars galaxy rules as much as they can in order to, you know, fill that information. What we assume will be actually more uh, pertinent information as we get to the last chapter. Yeah. I mean, at this point, if I don't think it would be jarring to see a lengthy flashback in the star Wars movie with the last two, I think it'd be like, yep, we get it, you know? So, yeah. And I mean, you've got, I think we've heard read before that JJ was sort of like he felt sort of a duty to the franchise in the first movie where he needed to sort of really mimic and evoke something familiar. And now he's off the chain and can just make a JJ movie and, you know, do the best he can with it. So, you know, I think if that's a flashback, that's a flashback, you know? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully it's not a time, you know, jump. And Yeah, hopefully not. No. But we'll see. yeah um cool yeah Yeah. well that it'll be a great story who knows at there i mean it might be kind of mundane i mean it's just like he's gonna turn the yada yada punk kid you know someone's gonna stoke his like adolescent um you know misgivings about his parents yeah um he's gonna make some bad decisions you know we're all yeah it's a tough time it's interesting, right? Because we don't really know when he "quote unquote" becomes Kylo Ren, right? And what that yeah. means—the rise of Kylo Ren. So, it could it, I mean, honestly, that story could just take place between um, Episode Six and when he when he turns against Luke at the Jedi Academy, right? Like, we don't know if it's going to continue past that point. I hope it does, but I don't know. Yeah, it would be interesting, and it actually made me think. You know, we we talked about this before the show. There was. Uh, an interview in it was GQ, I think with, uh, John Favreau mm-hmm. and, um, they, he talked, you know, he was talking about the Mandalorian. Um, and he was talking about his conversations with George Lucas, like his extensive conversations. Yeah. Um, and, and they, he had a, a Lucas quote in there that where he said, you know, this is myth. He's like, as much as we love these stories and I'm paraphrasing here, um, as much as we love these stories, myth belongs to, adolescents finding their way in the world you know yeah. that they're trying to find you know the thing and he's like that needs to be our target audience and i mean that's what's we're gonna see here we're gonna see kylo ren at that you know you're the audience point really looking you know trying to find his way trying to find his very unique place in the galaxy like yes he benefits a lot by the fact that you know his mother is a his mother and father are both heroes um yeah. of the rebellion and and they're immensely gifted. Um, his grandfather is even more gifted. Um, yeah. I have to, I, I wonder if we're going to see the grandfather reveal. Like, I think that that might be there. Like the bloodlines. Yeah. Other, like when she gets outed as Darth Vader's um, daughter. Yeah. 
I think we will. I think that's a huge part of his mythos. Yeah. Right? I feel like I feel like that's got to be part of that story. It's got to revisit some of that stuff that's been that's been revisited or that's been visited in some of the uh, the novels that are there. But right. I mean, Ben, you're right. It's really interesting that we have, um, you know, this new generation of Star Wars films. We're given, or adolescents are given. Um, the Luke Skywalker character again to relate to, right? That's a little bit of the Ray, right? The person yeah. who's naturally gifted, but alone feels completely alone, but they're also allowed to identify possibly with another um, kind of dark side character, which is something a little new for star Wars, right? This idea of, right. of and I feel like there's a lot of people out there who relate to, to Kylo's story and, and hopefully not to the point of becoming like the right hand of a, of a Nazi. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, knowing this idea of, like you said, having so much to live up to. Yeah. There's a lot of opportunity there, right? I mean, we mm-hmm. don't all end up becoming heroes. I know, you know, I looking back, people are like, Oh, I have no regrets, dude. I have tons of regrets. <laughs> yeah. I know anyone who says that is a liar. But there's whatever. A liar. Like, yeah. I mean, it was like, I really wish I could be a little more mature beyond my years, like in, in the past. It's like, adolescence sure. is hard. Yeah. And, um, and you know, we make bad decisions and some make people, you know, we all have tough decisions to make. We all make decisions that we wish you could take back. And I think this is right. Ra- you know, Kylo Ren is going to be no exception. He's going to go down a path that you can't come back from. And I think that's a valuable, that's a really valuable yeah. process to see. And um, it's sort of, I mean, no offense. I, I am a comics tourist. I love comics. Yeah. I know you love comics, but I, I kind of wish it was a, a wider platform um, for this story, you know, so more people could see it than, um, than just the, the comics fans. No, it's, it's a really valuable, agree. yeah, really valuable, really important story um, to be told. Uh, but no better person to tell it than Charles Sewell, man. I mean, I think he's been killing it. Yeah, no, I agree. I, you know, it's, it is funny. Again, love comics. It's kind of my second love after Star Wars. And, and to me, I, it, it amazes me sometimes the real estate they take up in the comics. Where I'm like, that would make an amazing show where you would yeah. have literally a hundred times the audience, maybe a thousand times the audience that would actually, you know, watch this. Um, so it is, it is odd. Um, but as a comics lover, I'm fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, enjoy it, but I know what you're I, saying. I was honestly heartbroken when they decided to do the Vader comic. Um, yeah, of, like immediately after becoming Vader and like making his lightsaber and all that, like I yeah. just really wanted to at least see an animated series or something out of that. Um, you know, it was a great comic. It was, no, awesome yeah. I, I love it, that. it, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you could make the other argument. It's like, well, we also want to increase our comics readership. And, yeah, uh, yeah, you got to pull them in with something, right? And so that's there. But yeah, uh, yeah this is going to be an insane one. I mean, we're going to probably have to do standalones for these comics because it's it's going to be like mind blowing information when we get them. Yeah, I mean, so kind of a related note, there's, and we haven't really talked about it, but starting in October, there's another limited series, I think a four four issue series called Allegiance. Right. Um, by Saxon Ross. Uh, that really is a direct it sounds like it's a direct prequel to episode nine. It's it's yeah. it's it's Leia Ray um basically um trying to find uh the ships and the weapons they need to and to quote the the publisher's summary, uh weapons and recruits to make a final stand against Kylo Ren's forces. Wow. Again, this is something I really yeah. thought we'd see in episode nine, yeah. you know, yeah. but I guess they're going to do a time jump. I mean, and they've done this before. It's just like, well, now this is where they are and they have these people and they have, you know, and, and they're yeah. in full war. 
Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, how cool would it be if in the crawl the first word is war? Yeah. Just that like would be they amazing. did it free. Yeah, like I that's like that one word in episode three yeah. uh really set the tone for me for that movie where I was like, Oh, this one's gonna be diff- way different than the other two prequels. Like we're in it now. And um because it was <laughs> you know, it's yeah. a it's a far, far cry from the trade roots and blah 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 are in dispute, you know. Yeah. Episode three might, in all honesty, be one of the strongest openings in any Star Wars film. Like that crawl is great, and then it just goes with the drum scene. Yeah, and the music and the drums, and then just going into that first scene is it really is. I remember feeling that when I was in the theater. I was just like, yes. It gets you right in the stomach, right? Because like you're on this roller coaster in those little starships. All the the sound design is new, but you're in a space battle. You're finally in a war amongst the stars um, in that series, and so you know it's on. They they actually took a, the same route with Rebels um, mm-hmm. in a longer format where it, like it started, and you're like, oh, this is cool. I'm getting to know these characters. They're doing these hit and run stuffs. So it's a little Star Warsies. There's a stormtrooper. There's the Force. There's a lightsaber. Um, but it was, I think it was, God, the end of season two, mm-hmm. the end of season three. It was like when like a fleet of uh, Carillion Corvettes blow in and like save the day like help the ghost escape a tight spot and there's like warships and they're fighting ship to ship like like my heart just like fluttered when i saw that i was like oh here like it's on like this is star wars you know yeah and sometimes that's you know that's where it's got to take us like we started this journey in the middle um and uh and you know but like any other story it has to build to that sort of that frantic pace or that frantic um feeling yeah absolutely no that rebels has that amazing build that i always forget yeah. about because I, i've gone back to try to rewatch it um a couple times and and not try i, I haven't i failed not because of disinterest but because of life getting in the way but i just kind of remember watching the first couple episodes i'm like i forgot how small this thing starts yeah and in such a beautiful way because by the time you you learn and love to learn all love all the characters at that point you can start throwing them these giant giant battles and other things and you really care right. yeah and they're like oh there's mon mothma and that's cool and then you're like yeah. oh there's there's the rebel alliance yeah like and it's or there's the seeds of the rebel alliance and yeah. you really get the whole feeling for it really cool arc feloni did an amazing job with that like you've really got to stand back and to appreciate the arc he put together that led yeah. into you know rogue one and um episode four yeah which is pretty pretty great i great. have to ask you a question totally off topic and sure. not Twitter. um because I, I saw it online and i i uh, some guy, I see this asked on um, our Star Wars all the time on Reddit, mm-hmm. um, and I've sort of flip flopped on it. But if you were going, if someone asked you, "I'm new to Star Wars, what order oh, should okay. I watch the movies in?" What that's is- always uh, that's always so tough, and I don't have any kids, but I probably will eventually. And I, I have pondered over this question. Yeah, and um, sometimes it's kids, and sometimes it's friends. The one I answered yeah. was fiance, and so I gave. Um, I gave my own personal anecdote, but I'm I'm curious what what you have to say. Yeah, I think I would probably do it um, in uh, release order. Yep. Uh, not not in I personally when I watch them now I watch them in episode order, but that's because I know everything. And I feel like if you do it in episode order, if someone's ever seen it, a lot of the reveals lose clout. You know, yeah. I'm your father, which again, even even people who've never seen Star Wars know that Darth Vader is his father. But like, right. think about like. Think about an empire when you have Yoda acting like a hermit, like a weird creature, 
Right. That whole moment's stolen from you if you watched episode one, two, and three first. So that's always been my thought is I would do it that way. Plus, you kind of start with, yeah. Yeah, the Yoda reveal is almost like, it's. that's almost better than the I'm Your Father. It's... It's and it's almost more confusing if you watch an episode right. order. You're like, why is why is Yoda acting so weird? Right? Like it's yeah. just it's just odd. And I feel like I feel like the other thing about it too is that if you're priming someone for like how movies have changed in the past fifty years, it helps to watch it that way. Because imagine if you watch if you have like a kid who's like ten, yeah, and you watch Revenge of the Sith, and then you watch A New Hope. I love A New Hope, but it is right. not the most action-packed film for a kid nowadays. So I feel like it's going to be a bit of a come down in a way, you know, right. so kind of like you start with these really thoughtful kind of movies and then you get to the more action-packed and then you get to kind of the current movies where everything's very fast-paced and lots right. of cuts. So, so I saw this this post from this person that I should probably be quoting, but maybe they probably prefer their anonymity, but uh, they... And it was about fiance, you know, like my fiance mm-hmm. seen this, she knows it's a big part of my life. What should I do? And so I was in that exact same position with Jenny. Um, yeah. Great. And I was like, you know, it's time you've got to you got to see these. Um, and I, I, I did release order. Um, yeah. Same as you and Jenny. So and but like before I responded, to, I really thought like, I don't know, George Lucas says like, you know, he, there's meant to be seen in episode order. Sure. And there's a lot of people online that are like, they want to do machete order where it's like, yeah. oh, no, it's like four, five, then one, yeah. two, three, yeah, then yeah, six. Yeah. like stop. I, I like, that's cool yeah. that you think that's great and all, but like, I really honestly believe you should let people make up their own mind. Um, yeah. as far as like before they make a decision like that, it just really wouldn't make sense. Um, but yeah, so Jenny's response to me when I was like, I don't want, you know, I don't want to speak for you. I'm like, what, what order should I tell this person? And she said, Four, five, and six, the original trilogy was like super campy and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just like, she really got into it. She was like, oh, this is great. And it's like, you know what it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Feeling the progression. She was like, one, two, and three. She's like, I liked it, but it was like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. And um, she doesn't like Lord of the Rings. Like, I think it was <laughs> like enough. too nerdy for her, which yeah. is actually a pretty unique criticism of it. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. a lot of people that want to be, you know, film critics, and that's adorable. But um, she's just like, I don't like super nerdy movies. And I'm like, Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's super, there's a lot it's, of yeah. wizards in like temples and you know that I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I love it and why I love Lord of the Rings also. <laughs> um, and I was, I was like, all right, I mean that, I don't know. So that was sort of like a, a, a surface criticism of it, but I think yeah. that's a pretty, I think it's, I don't know. Personally, I just want to go on the journey of the, the original intent of the creators, you know? Yeah, um, I think so. And I'm going to actually just completely break the question now for a second, because I, I, I think I think the problem with this is there's actually I was going to say there's no wrong answer. I'm going to actually say there's no right answer to that question. And the reason why is oh. because you're dealing with 40 years of filmmaking and you're trying to condense it into what, 10 hours of someone's life, 15 hours of someone's life, right? And so it's going to feel disjointed and disconnected no matter what order you show it in, right? Because the way we experienced it is we grew up with four, five, and six. Yeah. Then we had it real time. Right. Then we had a 20 year break and we had, we had digested (laughs) every single movie that came out in that 20 year break. Yeah. So we were prepared for what the prequels were going to look like because movies, right? And then we had right. another 20-year break. So we were prepared for what movies were going to look like. Yeah, yeah. Except they were completely groundbreaking at the time. I mean, yes, yeah. But we knew there were, knew there were going to be like a lot of like, we knew there were going to be very visually 
different than the original three and and more special yeah. effects and more digital special effects so i feel like i feel like no matter how you show it it's gonna feel like really strange even if you go like one two three and then four right. like that's right. hard i think actually i think uh i think actually rogue one does a big service because yes. i think it actually bridges the gap between three and four really deftly and no, uh, I almost wanted to add that in on the post two to just be like, well, you, or if you're feeling, you know, frisky, like start with Rogue One and then do four, okay. five, six. But I know I, I, okay. I really think it needs to like go back and, you know, for yourself, watch uh, Rogue One and, and uh, New Hope back to back because that's yeah. just a great ride on, in and up to itself. It's no, really it's amazing. It, it changes the viewing. It's kind of similar to to bring it to another franchise is like the in in Bond in the James Bond movies. Quantum of Solace only works if you watch it immediately after watching Casino Royale. Right. Yeah. It's got. Yeah. And if you don't, it's a garbage movie. Like it's really <laughs> bad. And if you do, if you watch it immediately after, you're like, oh, it's kind of like the the it's like a two hour post credit post credit uh, sequence <laughs> sequence to Casino Royale. Yeah. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. All right, um, back to the uh, main list <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, what we're talking about, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, um, yeah Star Wars. Well, uh, so what that's... I was going to say, not to derail us again, but yeah. kind of getting us back, is that what all the stuff, all the journey to Star Wars, like the books, the comics, start in early October. So we're really close. Yeah. We're really close to getting a lot of information about Star Wars. Uh, so... You know, we are on the like on the doorstep. Like, yeah. Yeah, a couple of weeks, and all of a sudden, it's going to be raining new content on our on our heads. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I mean, we're gonna get resistance, or we're gonna get um, yeah, resistance again, and we're yeah. gonna get. Uh, I mean, like, have we? No one's talked about resistance yet, and that's gonna be in another gear, which is gonna be great. Yeah, people just kind of forgot about that with the Mandalorian yeah. and all the other stuff, but it's it's gonna be. I'm looking forward to it coming back. Yeah. The comics, these two books, we're gonna talk about. Yeah, there's, it's gonna be amazing. So, yeah um yeah cool well yeah another thing that came out this past week was um they showed the cover of the visual dictionary for uh rise of skywalker and right there on the cover was uh a quote a knight of ren yep it was uh grenade face and you all know who i'm talking about <laughs> uh, he has grenade face um and he had what's called like a laser side uh, yeah over his shoulder and it's like a big like picture and it's i can't like it's it's like candy i it, i i thought these the knights of ren were totally forbidden fruit and we'd never know about them and they'd always be these outlines and blurry things like bigfoot yeah uh, but like now like now there's one in full full lighting on a you know white psych backdrop and uh, it looks pretty great yeah i'm i'm kind of an, uh, impressed like you with how much of them we're actually seeing yeah, months and months out. Like it's it's interesting, right. um, and we had a bit of a debate—not a debate, but we had a bit of back and forth via text, you know, because we always do. Um, about yeah. we know how much of the Knights of the Render are we going to get in the movie? How much is going to be revealed about them? And and yeah. this kind of harkens back to our last discussion. But I, my feeling is they're going to be nameless uh, in the movie, and we're going to get a lot of EU content about them like yeah. comic series novels and things like that so yeah but, i mean i could take a series on each individual person yeah. i mean they could all be you know uh uh jedi academy dropouts yeah uh, you know like that's a great so where did they come from how did they meet up with them like how do they all dovetail um and then go down this dark path together where you know what happens to them at the end of rise of skywalker yeah. do they all die do they you know are they lightsaber fodder i think that was grant's quote yeah um or are you know, or yeah, does yeah, Ray yeah. turn them into the new Jedi Order and like right? 
Does, does, he, does she save? Instead of saving one soul, does she save them all? You know, who knows? Yeah, I mean, the rumors we've heard is that they're all force sensitive, um, but with different abilities and to different degree. Yeah. Which is, you know, New Jedi Order esque, right? There was, yeah, there was totally. a lot of variance there as far as ability, which I think is a pretty cool future to have for this, where it's just sort of, you know, like everywhere from Chirrut Imwe, who's like sort of sensitive to the Force, understands the Force, physically brilliant otherwise, but not Force powered, to yeah. Luke Skywalker, or Anakin Skywalker, who can move him out in space, you know, with a twitch. Right. Move worlds really. Um, so that was cool. The other um, big standout on that cover was uh, a new brand of TIE fighter called the TIE dagger. Yeah, and which, that's yeah, is that yeah. uh, that's is that Kylo's one or is that the one we see at the beginning of the preview or a different one? Different, um, different. All right, TIE dagger. It's just like it's two triangles on the side. So it imagine a TIE interceptor, but instead of the notch taken out of the the sides so that you can see left and right it's now filled in with thing and it's just like narrow you know it's just a they're just two triangles mounted on each side of the cockpit so um yeah so you really just can't see left or right at all um, just straight <laughs> you're fighting straight forward and that's well, not well actually to be fair uh do you need to because remember in episode seven when they have when they jump on the tide fighter and finn is using the guns facing backwards he has a hollow screen Oh, does he? Yeah, that's how he does it. Because I was always wondering how 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 you would actually fire that. And so he's facing backwards, Poe is facing forwards, and when he's taking out the guns in the Star Destroyer, he's seeing he's seeing a hollow projection in front of him, a wireframe hollow projection. Oh. Um, so my thought is that you could have those fins there, and to your left or right could be hollow projectors. So if you look to left or right, you would see what was past those fins based on. Yeah. You would have to do that. I mean, in yeah. games, like, you can be in co- in cockpit of um, TIE fighters, and it's like, you're like, wait a second. It's like you're in a submarine. You know, yeah. like, all you can see is dead ahead of you. There's no peripheral vision at all. Um, and that just doesn't seem to lend itself well to no. yeah, ship-to-ship combat. Looks super cool. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. If Star Wars is known for anything, it's making impractical ships, which yeah. is why we love it. <laughs> look awesome. Yeah, uh, we could have my wife tell you about the bombers in episode eight for about an hour. Oh, she has she's an axe to grind there. She's, she has thoughts. She has notes. She has notes. Notes on yeah. tie bombers. Yeah, yeah, great design. Also, I mean, yeah. fun to look at. But uh, all right, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else we got out of, out of there? Oh, you said uh, you heard a quote from somebody. I heard a quote from somebody. Yes. So uh, Kevin Smith. Um, who, you know, is Kevin Smith and and is no stranger to hype. Um, but he did visit the set of episode nine. Um, and JJ um basically told him, I, I can show you some stuff, but I'm not gonna show you the ending. You need to wait to see the ending. And he was kind of bummed, but apparently he kind of kept bumping into people in the crew who said, You haven't seen the ending, right? He's like, No, he's like, they're like good. Uh, one basically said to him, you don't want to be spoiled. You want it to be in the theater where when this happens, trust me. And another person said, bro, I wish I hadn't seen it. I'm glad I did, but it will melt your mind. So apparently the end of episode nine will melt your mind or our minds. Uh, so that, I mean, maybe our last episode is going to be before the, um, that <laughs> yeah. the rise of Skywalker because our minds will all be melted. Yeah. Uh, we can um, hope that that's the case. 
yeah, again, you know, it's Kevin Smith um, doing what Kevin Smith does. Um, but I, I will say, um, you know, if you listen to his commentary on the DC movies, uh, he has calmed down a little bit about loving everything. <laughs> he had yeah. some minor criticisms of, of uh, Batman v Superman and all oh, those movies. Okay. Yeah. But I, I mean, his philosophy has been that he's not a critic and he only talks about things he loves. So if he's not talking about a movie, it's probably because he didn't like it very much. Yeah. Well, so, I feel like yeah. we have a kindred spirit in Kevin Smith. He's probably like us where he just loves Star Wars and he loves yeah. being there. So, yeah. I mean, about what he did see, did we hear anything about that? He just like really liked what he saw or. That's all he's been saying. Um, I mean, now but, that he's like, meh. Imagine if he was like, meh. Yeah, I think I, I've heard him because I listen to would implode. <laughs> I know, really. be like, oh, no, it's doomed. Yeah. Uh, or based on the movies he's been making lately. Oh, it's amazing because if Kevin Smith doesn't like it, it's probably good because yeah. I don't know. Yoga hosers. Um, so oh. I I love Kevin Smith in a lot of ways, but yoga hosers. Um, <laughs> but Tusk, I will stand up for Tusk any day of the week. Tusk is an amazing film. All right. Uh, Two thirds of an amazing film. One third is Johnny Depp. Not good. Uh, anyway, and that's Adam's <laughs> film criticism. Apparently, I apparently I'm not like Kevin Smith. I will talk about a movie if I don't like it. Um, so what I was going to say is he's he's talked about it and he said it's amazing and what he's seen is amazing and that he was in these sets that were mind blowing and huge. Um, but I think I think he's gotten in trouble in the past and he's kind of really gotten better at uh, not violating NDAs. Oh, good. So he kept it there and was just like, great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he does seem a little like he's taking it to another level with this, this sort of hype quote. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm a little scared and a little excited um, because like, I don't know if I want my mind melted. Uh, right. I really hope it's not a, <laughs> like now we've mentioned a retcon, like a classic JJ uh, retcon and yeah. like, you know, let's just not do that though. Let's right. not bring time travel into it. Like yeah. all the ways to bring, um, you know, the emperor back. I hope it's not that way. Though yeah. No. It well, could be, but I don't yeah, know. I don't think so. I think, in the, I think now, I mean, there's, you've, people have talked about the good and bad about being connected through Disney, yeah. but I'll argue, I, I actually am a fan of it, but, but here's one reason why it's really good. No matter how you feel is that they knew what Avengers were doing in Avengers Endgame. <laughs> Right. And so if their argument is so if if Disney came, or, or if Lucasfilm came in with a script for episode nine that hinged on time travel, they might go back. You know, our other big franchise that is coming right. to kind right. of an end. It's all about time travel. Same so maybe, time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I'm guessing it probably wouldn't just because Disney would be like, we can't keep doing time travel. And I also think I think Kathleen Kennedy's smarter than that. I don't think she'd I don't think she'd mess around with that. Yeah. She's you, she would have seen the blowback on um, Star yeah. Trek and whatever, oh, even oh, though. Yeah. I, I I'm not a Star Trekky. I loved all those movies actually. But um, oh, I, the reboot's great, and I am a Star Trek fan. The reboot's great. Uh, Into Darkness, right? I'll look Kevin Smith and stop there. Yeah, um, yeah. But but the reboot. I mean, the reboot's amazing. It's it's yeah. really good. Even from a Star Trek fan, I thought I loved it. Yeah, I thought it did a good job. So cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, when I see here mind blowing, like mind melting. Yeah. Um, like occasions i think apotheosis yes <laughs> like back to our like campbell reading and um like someone's gonna come back from the dead yeah yeah i mean we're like, gonna get that would be mind-blowing right i mean yeah. or you know grant will do him the service here like 
that it's Ray is the, you know, someone was reincarnated from a dead, you know, a dead hero like Anakin yeah. or Obi-Wan or something like that. Um, I don't know. He says he's not hashtag Raider anymore, which would be the reincarnation of Darth Vader as um, Ray. But um, I don't know. We'll see. Like, I think it would have to be that level of thing. Like if if let's let's just say it was someone who has gone pia- gone past the the veil of death and then come back to exist, you know, in more of a, a serious form than just our force ghosts. Um, who do you think it could be and who would you want it to be? Oh, uh, good question. Who do I think it could be? Do you even, do you just not want it to be that? No, I, I, I'm fine with that. It's the force, right? And so we're talking about force ghosts. That bothers me a lot less than time travel. You know, yes. it's something about it, that really doesn't bother yeah. me, and I feel like it should bother me. But it seems like something Star Wars could do and would do. Um, We've seen Force Ghosts already; yeah. like it's just a, it's a short step from there. Right? People's That's, spirits are still alive and able to interact. And reincarnation, think, you know, not as much. I don't, I don't dig on that. Yeah, that that bothers me. That doesn't bother me as much. Bothers you, but it's. I think it's hard to do in a movie. I, I, I can't see of a very satisfying way to do it, as opposed to someone coming back. Um, who do I think it it, it could be? Um, I, I put money on Luke. Yeah. I think, I think we might get a, and, and I think Ryan knew this. I don't, I, I, I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Luke comes back and is, is, is for whatever purpose. Um, even if it's just to die again, <laughs> uh, that would be the worst, but uh, that'd be amazing. Uh, who would I want it to be? Oh, that's so hard, right? Like I, I don't want it to be Anakin. I think I still. I think I, I think it'd be Luke. I think it could be, and who I'd want it to be would be Luke, and not because I'm dissatisfied with Episode Eight. I just think, I think that could be if it is a Skywalker, if it is the rise of Skywalker, right? right. What does that mean? Right. It yeah. is, I mean, the the obvious answer is Luke because yeah. everyone was crying their eyes out that he died in the second <laughs> one. That's why I don't want it to be at the same time is because I don't want it to feel like it's a it's a fan. You know, it's it's a reaction to fan. Well, I was one of those people crying my eyes. I mean, like, yeah. I, you know, I dealt with Me it, too. but I, um, I wanted to see more totally overpowered Luke, you know. And well, uh, but I mean, if it happens at the very end yeah. of the movie, that's not going to be satisfying either. Like, I want to see swashbuckling Luke on an adventure with Ray, just like mowing down baddies. But, I just want Luke to be able to, like, his life is super depressing when you really break it down. Like his yeah. entire journey and. Yes, he is, he became one with the force, and and that's probably we're supposed to consider that to be like his ultimate reward. But it would be nice to have him be able to take the lessons taught to him by Ray in in Episode Eight mm-hmm. to heart, and maybe get a chance to restart uh, a Jedi Academy with Ray, right? And actually yeah. be able to pass these lessons on. I mean, how amazing would that be if like that happens, and then we have like ten years of EU stuff with Luke around? That would be. That you just made my whole night and yeah. my in, incoming birthday. That yeah. is so great, dude. Yeah, I mean, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Imagine if there were further movies, but they didn't call them. Ah, no, no. They would never do it because they're like, this is the end of the Skywalker saga. Yeah. I would love, like, I would love New Jedi Order, Apotheosis, Luke Skywalker, like, camp, where it's like, you know, it's like, kill bill but like the wise the wizard on the mountain is mm-hmm. like skywalker and the mountain yeah. is a planet somewhere buried yeah. in the galaxy or maybe back to Tatooine. who cares like yeah um, uh what are your thoughts any thoughts about who else they might i, I mean I, you know if it was a wish list 
Um, I was just thinking, like, just like basic apotheosis. Like, who would I want to see? Like, Obi Wan Kenobi is my fave, but yeah. it is Rise of Skywalker. Um, I could. The only other person I really could imagine it being is the chosen original chosen one, Anakin. Yeah. Um, which could go good or bad. Like, he could still be. His spirit could still be sort of fighting between. Um, you know, Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker. And like, you know, I, I can't imagine him finding any solace. I don't know. Maybe he did find, yeah. I mean, allegedly he was, I thought he had found solace and, and was saved by his son. Right. That yes. was when he died yeah. in return of the Jedi. But then this whole like communing with, uh, Kylo Ren. Oh, maybe. I mean, I wonder if we're going to see that conversation in there. I mean, maybe we will. I think, I mean, I think the big argument has to be that his soul was split in two. Right. And that, Right. That Anakin became one with the Force because we see him at the end of Episode Six, right? So there is that. But you're right. If Ben, if if Kylo is is telling the truth and is actively talking to Darth Vader, which again also could have been a trick by Snoke. Yeah. Um, what if they both come back? Yeah, Darth I mean, Vader and Anakin Skywalker, and then fight and each like, other in a lava planet. Uh, no, um, I don't know. It's like yeah, the physical situations. Yeah. I mean, like it could be you know, like maybe it's a given. We see the Emperor early. You yeah, know, he's been whatever, like just like hiding out, and like his whole thing is to bring back Darth Vader for some reason because he'll be even more OP after death. Sure, but then like at the same time, like Luke and Yoda have figured out this other way to bring actually, and you know they or they've talked to Ray and like Ray needs to find some way to sort of you know change him to whatever, and we get the two of them. I don't know. That would be pretty. That would yeah. be epic and like almost. Fe- fitting and like i don't know that'd be a thing it would be and it would be again bringing together all nine films um you know and i feel like if you're if you're gonna give kylo a redemption storyline which they may not but if they do to me having the ghost of anakin talking to him is kind of the the way in right of like yeah no i don't know who you're talking to but that's not that's not who i am yeah yeah um ben I yeah. am your grandfather. <laughs> yes, no, yes. Yeah. There you go. The the one thing to 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 start to say say against that, and not and not that I don't want it to happen, but that means it's a lot that rests on the head, the hands and shoulders of Hayden Christensen. Yeah, but Which, let's give it to him. That'd be so cool. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> There's a lot of love for the prequels, right? It's it's it that generation has grown up with that stuff. So you could probably get away with it. It's I the think performance you, of his lifetime coming out of left field would be so great. Like, I don't know. Have you seen have you, have you seen Little Italy on uh on Netflix now? No, and I never will. Yeah, good. Um <laughs> but but actually not his fault. Uh, I will say yeah. that. Um uh, he he's a very good actor. It was he is. you know, he, it was just a thing he was, was not directed. Movie. He was not directed by a person who is known to be good with actors. Right. We'll just say that. Yeah. And yeah. He, he performed the script he was given admirably. Yeah. And I love the heck out of those movies. And that's Me all too. I'm going to say about all that. It will uh, be interesting if that happens to see the, the the response in the theater. I think it's equal parts applause and groans. I bet it's overwhelming applause. All right. Like I bet if like you stick it right, like it's yeah, fair enough. Bang. Yeah. There's yeah. Hayden Christensen at, in his like cloaks from like just like he looks in like um oh in episode six in like the creepy mm. like, IFing like stare and whatever. <laughs> yes. But um I think that I don't know, I think 
I think he could. I think he could pull it off, man. I you know, with too. with like a real director and like the whole, all the stops and a great script and um, yeah. I don't know. I and I also want to make it clear, to our listeners, I'd be one of the people applauding. Yes, yes, yes. We we definitely yeah. would. And then yeah, the other actually it would be half would be applauding and half would be like, who's that? Good point. Yeah. Um, if uh, <laughs> yes, if Darth Maul's cameo and Solo taught us anything. Yeah, like <laughs> you know, if you don't know who Darth Maul is, oh, we don't know yeah. who Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like yeah. Solo was a standalone, and I guess people that didn't know Star Wars didn't even couldn't really appreciate Young Solo. I love that movie to death, and I always will. I really that movie gets higher and higher on my list every time I watch it. Yeah, yeah, really cool, man. And it just sort of it hurts my feelings when I see like articles that are like, "Oh, the flop Solo." Like, I guess like if you say it's a flop, but like I feel like you're just trying to sell. You know, it it has made it has made its money back just yeah. through not even through any of the merchandising. So yeah. that's not so it's not a flop. It's, and also, yeah, literally it, not a flop. If they didn't have to reshoot most of that film, it really it would have been a, an economic success. Like yeah. so, right, right. Yeah. Um. Anywho, but whatever. Yeah. Hey, is there any uh, news over in um Galax? Uh, you know, at Disney Galaxy's Edge. Uh, There's a little bit, yeah. Um, so the good people over at, uh, I don't know if it's WDW News Today or Walt Disney World News Today. So I one like or the other, but World yeah. Today. Let's stick with that. Yeah. Um, they got um, some interviews and got some photos of the hotel going up at, at uh, the Florida Parks, so Walt Disney World Parks. Ooh, the um, one we're going to stay at next summer? Uh, that's the hope. Uh, I don't know when it's, when it's going to be coming out officially, but they're putting stuff up and it's, it's fully immersive. Like the whole part, the whole point is that you go there, it's a cruise ship. It's supposed to be a cruise ship in space and it docks. Yeah. And it docks at Batu. So you're supposed to have your own entrance into galaxy's edge. That's fully immersive. You have a shuttle from the hotel into galaxy's edge that, that shuttle is supposed to be like, the way they're describing it very vaguely is that it's fully immersive, which to me sounds like you're not looking at palm trees, right? It's probably right. screens all around. And that's the big thing that I noticed. They released the outside looks like concrete, right? There's not much going on, on the outside yet, but inside they've released a lot of the concept art that they're going to be using. Uh, and basically every window, it, you're on a ship. It's, it's, a, it's a video screen that shows a star field. And shows planets, and oh my God, I it, want this so yeah. bad. I want this so bad. And apparently, there's droids wandering around, and like you check in, and what looks like just like any starship, basically. And the the cabin. Wait, how do you get to yeah. the hotel? Well, I think you get to the hotel by driving up, parking your car, and walking in. So we the the hotel. So if you're staying at the hotel. The hotel has its own parking lot and entranceway. I assume. I don't know. But yeah, I would assume it has its own. And it's connected to, it's right next to Hollywood Studios, which is where they're building Galaxy's Edge, or where Galaxy's Edge is built. I keep forgetting it's actually open. Yeah, I mean, that's it. Like, you know, I remember, like, one of the coolest things about Disney World was, like, taking the monorail into the park, you know, from wherever. Like, it seems silly because you're just really just, you know, it's just giving you parking options way far away from the park. But it's yeah. like it's this nice and, and but no one does this better than Disney, right? Like going through the portals, like going at these vantage points and whatever. Yeah, it would be really cool. It's like, OK, you take care of the rigmarole, but it'd be really nice if you, you know, if you made your reservations online or, you know, over the phone or whatever, you know, to have your own experience checking in. So it's like you leave your car 
And then you get into this, like, as soon as you walk into the main area for check-in, maybe you do, maybe it has its own like monorail type system where it's like the little yeah. cars or pods or something that would take you there, you know, like mini spaceships or, you know, just like yeah. to have your own like dedicated experience would be amazing. Um, but what you're saying right now, I love so much. Like it when, looks, when I'm there, like yeah. that's, that's what I want, dude. I want complete immersion. And so for complete immersion, the rooms, which they're calling cabins, mm-hmm. um, there are, they're, they're very small. Um, each floor has 32 regular cabins and two first class cabins, but the regular cabins sleep four. Um, so it actually looks like there, there's like bunk beds in the wall for like the little ones. And then there's like a queen size bed. Oh, nice. And the queen size bed faces a view screen. Um, showing, quote, the vast expanse of space or your, yes! favorite, or your favorite planet in the Star Wars universe. And Oh, meaning like a, you can switch it to like the nighttime on Kashyyyk or, yep, or Cloud City because one of their show, show, photos shows Cloud City. So you can just watch like like or just space or Starfield. And I'm sure you can set it to be in uh, in hyperspace like it's. Oh my god! It's amazing. It's gonna be. I don't. I don't know price. It's gonna be super freaking expensive. But at some I know. Point, are you thinking four figures? Um, per night, probably not four figures. I would say because even their most expensive stuff is. I'm gonna say like two fifty a night. That's my really? guess. That would be cheap, dude. Uh, they if it's anything to, under five hundred, I would consider actually like accessible for this. You know? It's probably yeah, it'll probably be under five hundred. Um, they're going to be sold out for years, is my guess. And then, dude, we got to. Um, I know they're not. I don't think anything's coming about yet. I don't know when even supposed to open or when stuff goes on sale. But when it does, um, you know, yeah. it sleeps four, so that's you know. You right. mean you mean Grant and then Rochambeau for the fourth, whoever like one of our spouses gets to come, the other two. All three of our spouses get the like, yeah, yeah. Like, y'all yeah. call the, the bunk beds and they get the the claim. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how what the first or what the advance or the uh, first class. I don't know how many people sleep in the first class. That might be large enough. That might be that might be enough. I also feel like who would sleep right? Like if I ordered. If I did two nights, I would not be spending it in my room because there's also a dining area in there too. So, I mean, I would I would spend so much money at their bar just to like like. Can you imagine? And I've always like when I close my eyes at night, like I dream of having you know my bed in a spaceship looking for yeah. like clear canopy at the stars. Like yeah. to actually have that would be unbelievable. It looks amazing. And the, the other thought is just like right, like the, you're going to go to the park and that's going to be open from like ten to ten. So I get back at 10 o'clock. I'm not going back to my room. I'm going to be at the bar till two and then probably right. just wandering the halls for the next six hours. Which looking at crap. Isn't there only there's a six hour cap on the um, on Galaxy's Edge, right? Uh, no, not anymore. Really? Yeah, that was just for the first two weeks. It is now no reservations, no time caps and no one's going. Not no one's going. It's it's less attended than they were expecting. Mm. Um, but they, what they figured out is that people got so scared that it would be too busy that no one wants to go, <laughs> that everyone's doing what we're doing. Well, um, yeah. all right. Okay. Well, that's interesting. We should talk afterwards. Then. Yes. That poor that, I mean, poor Disney, we should really, this little, upstart company, we should probably support yeah. them. 
Yeah, they need help in this in these tough times. Well, that is uh, that's very interesting, Adam. Thanks very much for uh, sharing that. Oh, you know me, always happy to talk about the parks. Yeah, exactly. Um, you were also saying something about uh, Vader Immortal Two second season. You heard some new information on that. Yeah, this will be a quick one. Um, uh, ILM X or whatever that thing was called. I can remember X Labs. ILM X yeah, Labs. Yeah. yeah, they had their they had a, a Grant, moment at. Uh, yeah, at, um, at uh, Comic-Con as well, and they released some footage uh, from the episode two of Vader Immortal. Um, no no um, time frame yet for when that's supposed to come out, but they showed some stuff, and it was pretty awesome. And one of the big things that they mentioned um, is that in episode two, not only will be using lightsaber, but you'll also be wielding the Force in some manner. Cool. Um, and this... and. Uh, and I think it was uh, Ben Snow, the director, uh, said that our goal is to make the Force in Episode Two as satisfying as the lightsaber felt in Episode One, which okay. which got a lot of. I've, I've read online. Apparently, I was a little underwhelmed by watching it, but a yeah. lot of the reviews of people playing it said it feels really realistic using that lightsaber. So that's cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's something I've always wondered about lightsabers. Like when you see them wielding it, it looks like someone wielding an. Uh, an object that is as long as the blade is long, you know, like it looks yeah. like the blade has weight, but the blade doesn't have weight. The only right. thing that has weight is the hilt. But that's actually what you'd be feeling with this like VR set because you're holding a handle that has no blade on it. Right. Uh, so it would actually litter. That's probably as close as you would actually really feel to it swinging a real lightsaber. And it did look really visceral. It is like when they clash together, you went blind for a second from the flash. And like, yeah. you know, I wonder you know, I know you, your your criticism was that it, it looked pretty basic. It was like block, 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 attack, block attack, flash, attack. block, block, uh, yeah, slash, slash, yeah. slash. You know, right, yeah. left, top, slash, 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 yeah. right, top, slash, slash, slash. Um, but but I mean, like, I don't know. It. I think you might be very for someone who's never fenced before. Um, I yeah. imagine it, it might be a lot harder than it looks. Um, so no, I'm I'm guessing cool. I'd be eating my words the second I put that thing on and start right. playing it. I know, and then yeah. crying and giggling like a, yeah. <laughs> um well cool um so that's more vader immortal you know lay down yeah. 10 bucks and then um, 10 bucks for the game and uh it's all yours sure super um and then uh the books we had uh thrown the the third i guess and final installment of this trilogy i'm assuming this is a trilogy it uh, is because it takes place during season four of rebels right so, so place, right. Yeah, there's not much room between we could get more thrown post rebels um but I it would be had, in the unknown regions. I had a Thrawn dream last night. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> well, because and I and that's weird because I usually don't dream about, it, but I, I have been reading. I've, I've done it a little differently with with this with this with this book. I actually got the hard copy book. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sitting there in bed with a pencil, <laughs> taking yeah. notes and folding things over. Um, and you know, I was half asleep, and I just had the thought that, like, so Thrawn, they kick out into the Unknown Regions uh, right before, or a little bit before Episode 4, right? Right. So my thought is, you're going to have, in storytelling time, so much room in the 35 years between Episode 6 and Episode 7. Yeah. And as a producer of content, you're going to want some big bad. So I have a feeling he comes riding back, and we get the Thrawn 
where we get the Chiss ascendancy new alliance. Yep, the ascendancy battle. They're going to retcon that stuff into that thirty-five years. So that's my guess is where we're going to see Thrawn again is after after Rise of Skywalker, and they start building out that thirty-five years. We're going to get a lot of that. Cool. And more Ezra too, probably. Well, then I look forward to finishing this book because maybe it'll have some hints as to what that's going to look like. Hi. So, have you read any of it? I have. Um, it, it, you know, I called you a nerd, and then I remembered two nights ago I had a strong dream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've only like I've only made it through like a chapter and a half. I've yeah. been pretty tired lately, so I've read about four pages and passed out. Um, but that yeah. first night, I did. I get through. I got through a whole chapter, um, and uh, yeah. Then suddenly, I was in hyperspace with Thrawn. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I haven't read much. I haven't got much. But, yeah. uh, you know, I, I just they're setting up some major characters. Krennic is there. Tarkin is there. Vader is there. That's what I was going to say. Like, I loved so much to watch Krennic, to, to, to be able to visualize Krennic and Thrawn interacting. Yes. Because yeah. those egos clashing is so much fun. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, Krennic is a, a fantastic character. Um, it's really great to be able to see him again. I mean, those are four epic characters, right? Yes. And, um, yeah. Uh, so, and yeah, Tarkin's amazing and, um, yeah. And, uh, not Thrawn, um, Zahn, uh, writes him very well. He does. I mean, that's his, that's his baby, right? Like, and it's, and it was fun reading it because I don't know if you've gotten to this point, but they're like directly referencing episodes of rebels, and yes. events rebels which i'm like that's i'm always impressed with thrawn uh with zon i keep doing that where yeah. where i'm like you know this is your creation you had this rich backstory that was suddenly booted out of the eu which again that doesn't really matter right those stories are still can be read and they're amazing yeah but then to have that character brought back into canon through a cartoon you know it's animated funny. series please sorry animated series but my point is like for someone who writes someone with such a big ego, yeah. Zahn, uh, Timothy Zahn seems to have a very um, well-developed or very, like, not a huge ego, right? To then come back in and rewrite this character and, and have yeah. to give him a totally different story and actually still paying homage to the animated series uh, that Thrawn shows up in. Yeah. I mean, he's back in the fold. I'm sure, I mean, how many EU authors out there would love to have what Timothy Zahn has. Yeah, you get a second chance to write a character's story yeah, in an amazing way. Yeah. You know, I'm struggling to think of the author of the Mandalorian series. Um, uh, she, uh, I know she was. Is it Salvatore? No, who was it? Yeah. Or I'm sure, but like, yes, they would all, they would all cut off a finger, I'm sure, to be able to be part of this again and to like give their, you know, their version, um, new life in the new canon. Um, and yeah. Part of this. Um, yeah, so I don't know. This is great. I, I can't. Was it uh, Karen Travis? Thank you, Republic Commando. Well, thank, thank, thank Wikipedia because yeah, no, as I'm like, and I'm stalling while I'm looking for this because I, I don't want to do her any disservice. No, those books are one loves Karen Travis. They're fantastic. Oh, books. So good. Um, but yeah, I'm sure she would love to. You know, but Zahn's the only one that got this ticket. Some there were some carryovers. You know, yeah. Uh, Lucino is amazing, and I'm so glad they brought him in. Um, I, I wonder what his next books is good, is going to be. He was so I love Tarkin so much. Um, yeah, and I mean I love Plagueis too. Good. Like I, I like he could handle whatever is thrown at him. Um, so I really hope he does another book soon. Me too. And he's not 
on anything coming up. Right, and we do have a couple more releases coming up, right? Um, yeah, so, yeah. Two new... Uh, let's, yeah. Go for it, go for it. No. <laughs> Sorry. Get your head around it better than I uh, Yeah, so two, uh, they call them adult books, which always sounds funny, um, but two kind of, you know, mature readers, that sounds worse. Um, novels, Gal- they call them two novels. Two novels, there you go, novels, I like that. Galaxy's Edge, Black Spire coming out in September, and then uh, Resistance Reborn coming out in November. Right. Um, so, and, I mean, it seems like Black Spire is going to be more sort of come to our park, <laughs> yes. Disney, which is like not that I'm not enjoying Doc Ondar's House of Antiquities uh, comic. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be more of that. Yeah, probably. Um, it'll be a good guide. I'm sure you'll want to take a lot of notes. So when we go down there, you can look for all these things. I mean, they're already and we, we'll talk about this next week. There, there's some breakdowns of what's in Doc Ondor's and, and a couple oh, of them. Right. Yeah, we got to talk about the next week. Yeah, I want to save that for when Grant's on. Um, but uh, I mean, one of the one of the items is specifically from that comic. You know, they really are doing the synergy. It's, you know, the synergy. Well, synergy, there you Wait, go. the comic or the, the novel, the comic. Oh, the, the comic. comic. Yeah, yeah, the comic. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's gonna be tons from this from the from the book as well, because there's some things that are in there that aren't quite identifiable yet. Yeah. So that's probably from the book and from episode nine. Um, so, yeah, there's some other young reader stuff coming out. Another Galaxy's Edge book, A Crash of Fate, coming out in August. Um, then there's this then there's uh, Spark of Resist of the Resistance coming out in October and Force Collector uh, coming out in November um and I so read the young adult but like i think i gotta read force collector that sounds like i that yeah. that was like my like hope for like an animated series it's just like you know vision quest vision force quest to the galaxy like that is the coolest thing I, you know some of my favorite books you know fell under that um young yeah. reader yeah. um yeah all right you're good yeah. i'm coming with you I've got some. I was so proud of myself, though, that I've read all of the like quote unquote novels on the Del Rey yeah. list. So if you open up, um, if you buy Thrawn um, yeah. Treason, um, you'll see there's a now Del Rey's doing the list and it's all the novels that have come out so far. Um, and it doesn't include young, young reader books on there. It's just the like quote unquote mature audience. I don't know. Where you want yeah, to. the novels. Oh. Yeah, we'll go with novels. Uh, yeah. And these two in um, Black Spire and. Um, Sorry, uh, Resistance Reborn is yep. uh, on there. And I, I, I saw yeah. those and I was like, wait a second, those are the only two I haven't read. And then I saw like, OK, they're coming out in um, what, August. Uh, yeah. So the Late August, uh, early September. August, August, November are the two. So uh, got, uh, no, I'm sorry, October. Nope. Yes, August and sorry, I'm going to try it again. It's September and November. Yeah. Oh, September, November. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, I love that when you open up the Del Rays and you get that, that I love watching that new timeline get filled out. Yeah. And the uh, collector in me just loves the fact that I've actually knocked all these out. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And it's been a great run, you know? Yeah. Um, as much, the only one that I didn't love was Lords of the Sith and it was still awesome. Like it was still a fun ride. So yeah. Any, any, you know, even the worst star Wars book is still better than most books. I read. Yeah. I felt like they sort of rushed. They got a lot of content out early and sort of rushed a bunch, you know, new Dawn was like, eh, neat um but uh then they just started getting really really good and like i mean master and apprentice and alphabet squadron were both amazing yes yeah that's the quality that's going to be the mark of excellence for me sort of going forward is how you stand up to those they also had a dukai duku jedi lost in there which is sort of uh yeah well they're also releasing it as a book now (laughs) 
which they should. It's a great, yeah. story. it's a great story. I'll buy it because now, now I. Why are you I gonna walk, buy it? You know the story. Because again, the collector nerd to me to put it on my bookshelf. Because now I bought. Are you buying the, these all in hard copy? I just started. I oh. bought. I bought Zon Thrawn. Do you keep uh, the jackets on? Or do I, you... I do. I do. Okay. I don't. Not Grant's that much. A, Grant's a non-jacket guy. He Garrett takes the jacket off. He also keeps his toys and boxes. He and I have very differing opinions <laughs> on. I know. On, you you like a yeah. Venn diagram that kind of covers like all of Star yes. Wars like fans. toys are meant to be played with and books are meant to be read. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so great. I mean, yeah, Grant's so, not here so, to defend himself, and it feels great, really. Mean I kind of wish we picked on Grant more tonight, but uh, I know. Yeah, <laughs> well, he wasn't here to defend himself, but he's a tough guy to pick on. He's a good dude. I uh, yeah, he really is. Um, all right, cool, man. Um, yeah, so we've got all these books coming up. So yeah. what do you think? Probably not next week on Thrawn, yeah, no. probably the week after, right? Yeah, I think that's what we came down to is like kind of two weeks. Give it two weeks. Um, and so people can catch up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I did the math out. That's for me, that's 21 pages a night, which is I can easily do. But it doesn't right. feel like, it doesn't. Yeah, I had no. I'll show you the phone. I'll show you the book where I update that every night to come up with the average again. Uh-huh. Um I like math. So, um, but that feels like it's a nice pace and not, I don't feel like it's a chore because in the couple of last ones, I've really been squeezing them in to get them next. Yeah. Yeah. There's no need for us to rush these reads. I I love reading these books so much and it's just like so much more fun to enjoy them as opposed to you. That's like, all right, I'm going to partition this out into like however long I, I sort of wait until it rains and I read the whole book. Well, and I just like to keep make sure I'm on pace. So like that's yeah. like I've read it during the day a little bit, but that's kind of like if I don't get a chance, I got to make sure, you know, that I'm not setting myself up to suddenly I have to read 100 pages in a day. Yeah. You know, that's that is wise. You are a wise man, Dr. Adam. <laughs> yes, uh, Dr. Adam. <laughs> um, cool, man. Well, that's uh, why don't we call that an episode? We just uh, passed an hour of um, our loving voices uh, caressing the galaxy that is uh, involved Star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, was that too visceral? I don't. I know. gotta go take a shower. <laughs> I, I literally do because I've been working for fourteen straight hours. Oh, uh, wow. But um, yeah, but it's that's awesome. So much good stuff going on. It'll be great to have um, you know Grex back at one hundred percent and uh, yep. back next week. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to us. Um, it's really cool. We love doing this, and um, it, we can see you out there. There's more of you every week. Um, and thanks very much for listening. We hope um, you enjoy what we do. And um, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. May the force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you, and good night. Remember. Force will be with you always.